We're in the middle of a teaching series which is called Red Letter People. Basically what we've been doing is we've been looking at the words of Jesus and in some Bibles, the words of Jesus are highlighted in red. We honor and elevate all the words in the Bible, but these particular words are the direct spoken words of Jesus. So I'm gonna read two passages to you. One is from John chapter 20 and one is from Acts chapter one. So let me read them as we get going. John 20, again Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If ye forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. And then Acts chapter one, verse six through to 11. Then they, this is the disciples, gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time gonna restore the kingdom to Israel? They were expecting some kind of military uh, dominion that his people might bring. And he said to them, Jesus said to them, it's not for you to know the times or dates the Father is set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who was taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way as you have seen him go into heaven. That second passage there ends with this prophecy from an angel or from the angels. They say this, in the same way that you've seen him go, in the same way that is physically and visibly, in the same way you've seen him go, so he'll return. Many believe that that's to the same place, to the Mount of Olives. In the same way you saw him ascend into heaven, there's going to come a day that only the Father knows. He sets a day in history where there's the return, a physical, visible return of Jesus. I need some help with today's message, and so I've got some uh, very willing volunteers. I need uh, a returning Jesus. And so, uh, on my left here, trying to get the props out, well prepared, let's uh, make sure is the returning, returning Jesus. Make sure you pull it down. It says he's going to return. If any of you are offended by this, get over it. He's going to return in the clouds. So here is some clouds. No expense spared today. One day... There's going to be a returning. He's not going to be ginger. I don't know, but I'm just... Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's going to be returning Jesus Christ. Forty days before he ascended into heaven, that same Jesus had been raised from the dead. This return is going to be a day in history. But there's also a day in history, history back, where he rose from the dead. Hip, hip. If he hadn't raised, been raised from the dead, we are to be pitied among all people. We don't have a message. So there was a day in history where Jesus <laughs> rose from the dead. Thank you, Jesus. So there's this resurrection day and there's this return day. Uh, 
eyes on me, please, just for a moment. <laughs> My point is this. It's the same Jesus. There's a man in heaven which is sitting at the right hand of the Father, which is really important because if there isn't a man that went to heaven, there's no hope for us. But he's the same as us, yet he was God. Because he's the same as us, there's, a, there's an eternity secured. But if this event hadn't happened, resurrection, then we haven't got a message. But between here, resurrection day, and the camera guy's going to tell me off for all his movements, I know. But between here and here, we have a period of responsibility. Resurrection, return, responsibility. The stuff for us to do. And the disciples, they, they kind of didn't quite get this. They're, they're gawping, looking up to heaven, and the angel said, hey, it's not about just looking to the heavens. There's a job to do. John 20, we read, Jesus was sent from the Father to earth. Then he sends the disciples, and we are still the disciples, so we are sent. So we live in this in-between period, this time, as it's called there, and we are meant to be witnesses to the resurrected Christ. They're not going to stay there the whole of the message, but I'm going to keep them there for a little bit longer. Here's my question. How involved are we in this? In this time? What are we doing to make sure we're witnesses of the resurrected Christ as we plan for his return. And by the way, the Bible's very clear. Every tribe and tongue and nation one day is going to stand around the throne where Jesus is currently seated. Every, Roman, uh, Revelation chapter 5. That means if every tribe and tongue and nation is going to stand, they've got to hear in order to bow that knee and to be those that are part of that great throng who worship. So until everyone has heard, until every tribe, tongue, and nation, and everyone who needs to hear, hears, we have this responsibility. And basically all we've got to do, by the way, that's not complicated, is be a witness of Jesus. We just want to tell people, not about C3, great church, but about Jesus. That he's the saviour, that he's the redeemer, that he's the sustainer, that he's the judge. It's all about Jesus. And in this period in between, we have this commission to fulfill. Here's the good news. So the, 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 the blanks in your notes are this. Jesus will return. Jesus has been resurrected. We've been given responsibility. But listen to this. We have the power to do it. It's horrible when you give someone responsibility and then don't give them the wherewithal to do it. Go and tell the whole world about me. Oh yeah, what do we do? You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And as long as we do it with the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in every Christian, we have the wherewithal to complete it. Listen to this from J.D. Greer in a book called Gaining by Losing. He says this, God's express plan for history is to create thriving churches in every people group on the planet. We see this vision culminate in Revelation 5 with people from every tribe, tongue, and language crying out to God, worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Listen to this. History cannot end until we see members of every people group come to know the lamb who was slain. We've got a responsibility. What are we doing to fulfill it? Would you please give a round of applause to our two Jesuses?
C.H. Spurgeon once said this. He was a famous preacher, had a mega church before they were ever invented. Every Christian is either a missionary or an imposter. A missionary or an imposter. You say, I thought missionaries went overseas. Yeah, they do. And some of them are called to that. Some of you might be called to that. But some of you work at Arm. You're a missionary. Some of you work in Addenbrooke. You're a missionary. Some of you work for the church. I'm a missionary. Whatever we are, we are meant to be representatives of Jesus Christ. We're to declare this kingdom message, Jesus rules, and there's no one else whose rule you want to come under. And we're to fill the earth, every nook and cranny, every corner, north, south, east and west, with this knowledge, God rules, Jesus saves, and the end is coming. I want to talk for the rest of our time here about what I believe is our responsibility here at C3 for this next season. And I know we've got guests here today. I'm going to talk money as well. Because although all mission isn't about money, it can't be. You can go next door to your neighbour and tell them about Jesus. It won't cost you a penny. But a lot of what we do does cost money. We built this building. Oh, by the way, I don't think we've said this in this service. Two years today. Two years since we moved in here. But we did not build this building just to be warm and secure and safe. We built it for a vision, which is to reach and shape a generation. And so in these next, I don't know, four hours, I want to share with you some areas that I think are our responsibility to get behind as a church in the next few years. I've called it towards 2025 for the very simple reason Honestly, I'd like this to be done by a week on Sunday. <laughs> but I am, as well as a visionary, a realist. And so these things, and I, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a shotgun, metaphorically speaking, okay? So it's got pellets, and I'm just going to go... Oh, I enjoyed that. And I'm going to blow out all these shotgun pellets. And it's not a rifle, so it's not really honed. Every one of these areas probably needs a sermon in and of itself. It's just, so I could, I, I'd love weeks in the future to hone it down. But at the moment, I'm saying, guys, 2025 is on the horizon. We're going to do this stuff together. We need one another. So here's my first point here. We're going to continue... All we are doing. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to put a price tag attached to all of these. That's, that's what I nearly said before. It, it will cost, and we're going to give a running total. And we've got a vision offering on the 22nd of October, and then I'll give you the final total at the end. We want to raise all that money. If anyone's here when you see this total, I always say this, and you've got the money, and you can just save us doing all this, just give us the money now, okay? And then we'll just get on. But I'll tell you what's going to cost. Our budget is over a million pounds now for all we do in, in the year. And that's fine. Because actually, we want to continue everything we're doing because we're really thrilled with what we're doing. And now we're not saying we're perfect, but the leadership that we've got, machine, that we've got going in this church to raise leaders, we raise leaders here. We're thrilled with it. Highest number on our academy ever this year. We're thrilled with our discipleship programs because we're not just about forming a crowd, although every person matters, so we must count how many people are around. We want to continue that, but we want to disciple. And we like some of the stuff we're doing. We want to carry it on. 
stuff in the community that we're doing. We love it. We're really pleased. To be honest, we finished this building, as you know, by way of room space. And we didn't think we would have done that by way of five years, probably five years ahead of where we thought we might be. But we want to continue to do what we're doing. And that takes money consistently giving. Here's some good news. I'm going to tell you the good news and and some bad news. Good news, we took an offering over August for a minibus and we raised over £30,000. These are happy because they've been in the old minibus. (laughs) Bad news was, in August, when we raised that money, our regular income went down by 6,000. Gutted. Because some people gave to the minibus and then they didn't give to the regular. We'd rather have bought a lesser minibus and kept the regular. So I'm just asking you, be consistent with your giving. We encourage you to give generously. But whatever that set amount is, just give it consistently. Stand in order is the will of God. Because it means you won't forget giving. And again, I know there's guests in here. We're not afraid to talk of money. We're not after people's money. It's much bigger than that. After people's lives. Who dedicate their lives to this great cause. And if they dedicate their lives to the great cause, money follows. So that's the first thing we want to do. Hey, listen to these figures that were given to me by our exec pastor. In the last year, year on year, we have seen across the church a 9% increase of growth. Our biggest percentage increase of growth has been our evening service. It's grown by 17%. It's not our biggest service, but it's the percentage-wise. Our second service, this one, has only grown by 3%. Our first one has grown by 10%. Kids Church, I said this earlier, has grown by 19%. So our regular year-on-year comparing has grown from about 82 children every week to 98 children. Our goal before 2020, everyone say 2020, is to have 1,000 people worshipping here every Sunday. 1,000. That's our goal. We had, a few weeks ago, our highest Sunday, ordinary Sunday that we've ever had. We've been over a 1,000 when we've had guests, but a few Sundays ago, 837 people. You say, you know every, every number? Absolutely. Why? Because every single person matters. And we never want to lose that. Every single one matters. 837. Now, if everyone turned out, we probably would be over the 1,000, but the pattern isn't. We can tell on, on, particularly on kids' registers, people come, people go, people come. It goes like that, up and down. Not saying anything about that, I'm just saying. But we want to get to a regular, we're hitting 1,000 by 2020. I should have said, by the way, one of the reasons I'm saying this now, on this Sunday, on October the 1st, which always feels like New Year to me, Happy New Year, is that there's not many Sundays left when Angie and I are going to be around. Don't mean forever. We're going on a three-month sabbatical. We've never done that before. Uh, We've been here 24 years I know some of you don't get sabbaticals in your work, your line of work. You should. We should have had one earlier. But we're going away for three months and you won't be able to get hold of us. The only person to be able to get hold of us is Andrew Harris, who's going to take over with the team here. And if there's any emergency that will need us, and I can't think of many, he's going to just have a hotline to us, like a Batman phone. (laughs) Otherwise, it's like we won't exist. I'm preaching to my wife. There'll be no social media. 
No Instagram, no Facebook stalking. It's like we're dead to this church for three months. <laughs> alive to one another and alive to God. But we're just, we're just out of here. So that's why we're doing it now because we want to just recuperate, restore, and then get on with this. When we come back, we're going to bam for the next seven years, eight years. Then we'll have another sabbatical. <laughs> so we're going to continue with all we're doing. Number two, and I'm going to go quick through these. Next September, we're going to launch in this building the Westminster Theological Centre Hub, WTC. We have looked and looked and searched for a long time for some accredited theological academic courses. Very different to the leadership um, journey network, leadership academy that we do. That's about leadership. That's one full day a week. This is part-time, evenings, and then block release if you do the Westminster Theological. So it's different. It's not about raising leaders. It's about theology. It's about study of the Bible and study literally of God. That's what theology means. You'll get one of these as you go out. You'll see that they do courses and we'll be working with them in kingdom theology. We are a charismatic church. For some of you, that might mean nothing. Don't let it worry you. This is a charismatic-based course as it's spirit-filled and it's in community. You'll be able to do a two-year certificate. You'll be able to do a BA honours over six years, part-time. You'll do a graduate diploma over two years, which one of our members has already done here in the church, which is if you've got a degree that's non-theologically related, you can then do a two-year programme, which is similar to an MA. They do MA programmes as well. And we'll be working with them. We'll be looking for a hub director. But it's accredited by Chester University, and we love WTC. We've looked at others. We have relationships with Morlands and Mattersea, but this one, it's conservative, evangelical, charismatic, and it's in community. There's worship every week, and it's good. Let, let me say this. Some of our kind of Christians, charismatic type, they often have a very thin theology. So we love to feel the Spirit and the move of God, and that's good. We should. So we don't want to get rid of that. But our faith can robustly stand up with well thought through intellectual thinking. It's not blow your brains out and become a Christian. And this will help towards that. For some of you, it, oh, also, it's not about C3, but this is for people that are right the way around this region. This is about Judea, Samaria, uttermost parts of the earth. This is to help disciple people in the whole region and beyond. So that'll be starting. That's going to cost us to do that because we're going to need a centre hub. We're using our building, WTC, love it. We'll have a WTC day um, soon, early next year probably, where we'll talk more about it. But some of you, that may pique your interest and we're going to start that here. It's always been part of our long-term vision. Why reinvent the wheel and do it ourselves? We're partnering with someone else that's doing it. That's starting September next year. Number three, we're going to investigate, and we've started this, online church. That is, we will put up our services with aspects of worship and the preach online, which will be a, probably like this, a simulated live service. So it's recorded and put up at different times. Now here's the question everyone asks when they first say it. Will people come to church if you put it online? Yes. All the research shows that when churches do this, people look in to taste and see and then think, I'd like to go there. That's if they're in this area. 
So they might hear me preaching and they might say, I'd like to go and hear that guy live. <laughs> they might not, but they might. Or they might see the worship and say, that breaks, this is one of my life's goals, that breaks the concept of what church is like. I didn't think church was like that. I might go along. And all the research shows online church for those locally doesn't pull people away. It actually draws people too. I'm honest, this isn't by way of competition. I just think by way of being 21st century church. Well, I want to be the first church in Cambridge that does online church. Just simply do. And it'll be set times of the day. But it's actually not so much about our Jerusalem, the immediate area. It's what we can do by way of different times of putting that on through a day where in different time zones people can connect in. It's part of taking this witness for Jesus to the uttermost parts of the earth in 21st century. Yes, you have to go and plant and be present in some, but others, it can peak interest. It can spread the gospel. And the guy we've got working with is a guy called Steve Fogg, has seen, I'll get him in sometime, tens of thousands of people reached overseas through their online church from a church in Melbourne, Australia. And we will have, when, when it's on, so we'll have pastors or hosts that are there online. Some of you may want to do this and you'll be able to take like a live chat questions or lead them to faith while it's on there for an hour's service. And we'll need whole teams. We'll need technical guys. We'll need others that are involved, involved in that. So that's going to cost us just in the next year to research this about 20K. Number four, we want to not only investigate online church, but we want to explore multi-site church. What do we mean by that? I think we've talked about this before, but multi-site is where we start another church physically in another area, but it still comes under the leadership of this church. And so we have one leadership, we have one charity, we have one connection, but it's in another geographical area. It probably will not be in a town or a village it will probably be in another city somewhere else. And we believe God's given us something where we can go and have one church, one umbrella, but the same DNA, the same values. It might look different. We won't have this in day one. It might start in a home. It might start in a community center, but we will plan something in these, we want to do two multi-site church expressions by 2025. And it could be that some of you think, well, I need to move or I'm going to move, but you can't find something or you want to connect with us and you become that multi-site expression to lead it because we've raised you as a leader. You've gone out, but your heart's with us. So this morning, I get a message from someone in America, in Oklahoma. We so miss C3. We can't find anywhere. I got someone else moved to Ohio. Some of you remember, staff member. I haven't found anywhere. You say, oh, it's easy to find churches. It's not. It's not easy to find churches that are like this. And I don't just mean in the way, the style. I mean in our very values. And so we might work with some of them. We don't, here's the bottom line. We don't know where those multi-site expressions are going to be. We thought there was one and then that's gone and it's not going to be that. But we are going to do it before 2025. We want to have two. Now, when I told someone this, they said to me, well, you can't have C3 because it's Cambridge Community Church in Florida, Tampa Bay, Cambridge Community Church. I don't know why I chose there, by the way, but that just came to my mind. You're right. 
You're right. So here's the big announcement. You ready? Yeah, thanks for joining in. We're going to change our name. We're not going to be Cambridge Community Church anymore. Welcome to Pantomime. So if everyone knows us as C3, yeah, we're still going to be C3. But everyone says the C3 church these days, but it doesn't make sense if it's Cambridge Community Church because you've just said the Cambridge Community Church Church. So we changed, I was in a, a line having lunch in a conference, got talking to a guy who leads a network of churches in uh, Chicago. I said, we want to do multi-sites, but it's really hard with our name, Cambridge Community Church, C3. So he said, does everyone know you C3? I said, yeah, everyone knows this C3. He said, well, why don't you just make your C3 the values of the church? And I stood there and I thought, duh. We've talked forever about changing our name. Why don't we just keep it? So we're going to become the C3 church. But just think, if we start in London, we can be the C3 church London, Peterborough, the C church Peterborough, the C3 church Milton Keynes, put any, any city on the end that you wish. Because the C3 is now going to represent those three values. That we're Christ-centered, because it's all about Jesus, isn't it? Hello? doesn't matter if it's the same style as this. If it's in a house in Milton Keynes, it can still be Christ-centered, representing us. Cause-driven. That's about this great commission, this sent between the resurrection and the return. That's what we want to be about, making disciples of Jesus Christ. We're driven by that cause. And I don't mind using that word, driven, by the way. It does drive me. And then the last one is community-focused, because ultimately it is, because people really matter. And so those three values will be what C3 represents. Some of you didn't even know what C3 represented anyway. Now you do. It was Cambridge Community Church. But in the future, and it's still Cambridge Community Church at the moment, we will be changing it to the C3. In fact, we already have on some of our media, and we're doing it for quite a while, so we've just done it under the radar quietly. The C3 Church, Cambridge. So we're going to explore multi-site. Number five. This is all mixed up. This is the shotgun, remember? We're going to meet our deferred payments to barons who we haven't paid off yet. That was the builder who built this building. We had a number of stage payments to them that were deferred, and we have one more left of £100,000. I've said this before. I'm not embarrassed by saying it. To raise that 100000 in our next vision offering, it just takes 10 of you to give 10000 and here's what I've discovered. Everyone smile because you're going to receive that so much easier. If you've given 10,000 once, likelihood is, smile, you can do it again. Now, not everyone who's given 10,000 thus far can do it again. But quite a few of you can because you've been blessed. And you've been given affluence. And it's a responsibility. So 10 of you can give 10,000 the next one. Pray about it. The rest of us, we can raise the rest of the money of what's needed in this next vision offering in order to get us there. Did I hear an amen? amen? So we're going to meet that deferred payment. We have to. Number six, we're going to support a church planting initiative to an unreached people group in Central Asia. Some of you may know about this 1040 window. Go to the next 
which is that red zone there of this picture of the world map. And that red zone is the unreached or least reached people. It's a lot of poverty in that area. It's northern Africa areas, a lot of Asia. And in those areas, there are whole swathes of people that have not been reached. We want to support a particular church plant of a couple that some of you know, we already support them, but we want to do it to a whole nother level. And I mean financial, and I mean connection, and I mean prayer for this one couple. You say, I think this is priming the pump because guys, Jesus aren't going to return to this earth until we've finished. And I want everyone in Cambridge to be reached. But there's all these other people. And Jesus loves them as much as he loves us. That's why he came. And so we're going to work with Joel and Claire Harry. I'm not allowed to say what it is publicly. We can talk about that privately. But we want to get behind them on a whole other level. We do support them. And we will continue to. But this is different. We also support um, Generation to Generation with the Kirks who are a, a mobilizing for ministry organization. We'll continue to do that. We also work with Compassion. And Compassion are a great mission organization in 2019 for a week. Those of you that sponsor a child, you're going to be able to go out and visit the area where you sponsor a child. 2019. We've got a week that's booked out. So we can go, you can go there. So that's still mission, but you probably can't easily, unless you know a call of God, go to these Central Asia areas. So we're not going to discourage supporting Watoto or Compassion. Watoto are here in a few weeks with Marilyn Skinner. Well, she is the founder of, of Watoto Choir. Not the choir, just Breathe Banquet. Women need to go and hear her. She's inspiring. She's amazing. So we'll keep our connection there. But with the Harrys, who, and they're going to listen to this, so I've got to be careful what I say. They told me they would. The very unassuming couple. Claire is still quite sick in her physical body. But they are moving to a place in Central Asia in November to plant a church where there's virtually zilch. They speak the language. They've got experience. Some of you may feel called to go and support them. You can't just go and visit like we can with Kenya. But you might want to start to get involved long term. And that's somewhere where you should go. We want to release people to do that. And so we will be working with them. In fact, because they're listening... I just would like you to give a round of applause to Joel and Claire Harry. Come on. And when, when they are back at Christmas and you see them, and I, we won't get them up every time, but if you know them or introduce them, give them gifts, pray for them. They've asked for encouragement and prayer. If you get an email asking for help, can we really get behind this? Because I want that church plant I find it so hard to not say the place, to be part of us, because they see C3 as their sending church. We want to reach all nations. And may there be many more that come in the next seven years, spontaneously. Number seven, we want to complete this building. Now you're sitting there thinking, but we thought it was complete. Well, if you're in kids' church up here right now, you'd know there's no screens on the wall, there's no speakers. There are no signs that we want outside. We want a digital sign, ideally, that can change every week or every month for a series because we don't want to just keep putting new stuff up 
and risking people's lives, climbing up there. A digital one would be great, but it's not cheap. We found, and the center managers do a great job here, but we found that because you drink coffee in here, you're a messy lot. <laughs> and we could, we could ban coffee in the auditorium. We don't want to ban coffee. Who wants to ban coffee in the auditorium? Paul, no. <laughs> no, we don't want to do that because we want you to be able to relax in here. But we need a machine that goes to clean it. It costs 3,000 pounds. We didn't think of that before we came in. That's part of finishing. If anything, one thing I like to do is when we've started something, we've finished. And there's things that are on our list that we haven't completed yet. So in our next offering, or in the next two to be precise, and it includes things like this, chairs for rooms upstairs, lighting in some areas, signage, round tables. We have parties all the time and things with round tables. We have to hire these round tables every single time. It just doesn't make good sense. Um, AV in rooms, carpet cleaner, blinds, sound desks are going faulty, pipe and drape, stage covering. So we haven't finished it yet. Now, there'll always be things, I know, but these were things that are on the list. And that's going to take another £160,000 to finish it. Two more things. We want to reduce our mortgage. In fact, by 2025, here's a challenge for us. We've got a two and a half million pound mortgage. I keep going places preaching about money because they asked me to now. One of the things I always say is, we've got the highest mortgage ever the stewardship have ever given to a church. Hey. And then I think it's 2.5 million. And we haven't even reached our full monthly commitments to meet that mortgage at the moment. So... Every time we take a vision offering, we're going to take 10% off and it's going to go either towards meeting what we haven't been able to pay by way of monthly costs, but we want more of you to come on board and pay monthly, regularly, ideally. But better than that, we want to pay off a tranche apart every single time so that by 2025, we could have paid off our mortgage. That will be seven, eight years ahead. That would be good, wouldn't it? Just do want to say this. It doesn't mean that we might not take responsible debt on something else. It's getting rid of this debt, but I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. There's a building opposite here called the Horizon Centre, and if you work there or you were part of the county council, we don't want you to lose your job. But I pray a prayer every time I, I see it. And my prayer is really simple. God, give us that building. Just think it should be part of our footprint. So join me in prayer. It's a bigger site than this, but I'd like as part of the C3 roundabout to have that one as well. I don't really want Sainsbury's. That doesn't... But why not? So our goal is to reduce our mortgage and our vision offering every time to use 10% to either go to any shortfall on our monthly payments or better, reduce the overall amount of it so as we can get rid of it quicker. And then finally this. Every time we take a vision offering, and musicians, you can come up, we want to give 10% outside of ourselves. We went to one grant agency, and they said on our accounts, you give this money away. Why are you coming to us when you give that away? And we think it actually worked against us because we were giving money away. So be it. If we're to be generous, we can't all self-consume it. We have to give outside of ourselves. And in this last year or two years, we've given to Arosha. We've given to a children's club. These are just some of the things we've given to local charities, three or four of them, women's age, furniture age, such like. 
church in Preston next to a prison has got a great prison outreach. We gave some money. Hope for Justice, Hope into Action, and there's just a few of them. And we want to keep that where we're able to give outside of ourselves. So every time we take a vision offering, the next one's the 22nd of October, we'll say 10% is to give away outside of self-consumption. So if we're to do all of this and keep fulfilling this mission, then ultimately we've got to raise, this is just to get us to the next level in our next two vision offerings, October and March, 400,000 pounds. The good news is we've done it before. We can do it again. We've done it before. We can do it again. And I actually think this is only get prime in the pump. Our vision, remember, two years? Thank God. I love this building. I like coming to work. I like my shower. I like my office. I like the people I work with. Mainly. It's not about us. It's not about this building. It's about fulfilling this mission. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. 3,000 got saved on the day of Pentecost when the spirit did fall. We read that passage. 3,000. I refuse to believe that God can't do that again. Even in Cambridge. I refuse because it's the same God. He's a faithful God. If he's done it once, he can do it again and again and again. And he wants the return of Jesus and he wants us to pay our, our part. And he's given us the power of the Spirit, but he can do it again and again. He's a faithful God. And I want to finish this service. We're not going to sing the song, actually. They're going to sing the song behind us. One they've rehearsed. And I want this song to get into you, to minister to you. It's about the faithfulness of God. It's if he's done it once, he can do it again. If we've raised 200,000 in offering before, we can do it again. If you can stay in our hearts to do it, we can do it again. If churches have felt to plant across other seas and multi-site, they've done it, you can do it again with us. And this song's all about His faithfulness, doing it again, in and through us. I'd like you to remain seated until or at a point where you feel, I want to engage in this. It's a new song, so you won't know it, or maybe some of you have heard of it online, heard it online or, or from Elevation Church. But if you feel at some point to raise your hands and get involved, then do it.